Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Stepping up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. November 27th, 2003. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Thanksgiving has come and gone, and Little Howard isn't going anywhere. He's staying put. (laughs) He's staying in blue. The Cats beat the cards. It was a big blue weekend. We're going to talk all about it. One of those shows where two hours just will not be entirely long enough today. I'm TJ Walker. Our producer is Justin Kalen, co-host Nick Roush, and we're all here. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm doing well. I, I don't – it's just – it's going to be a crazy show. I'm not sure where we're going to start with it all. Um, it was funny, though, because you, you spend a lot of time over the weekend uh, with family uh, for Thanksgiving weekend. It was real nice, and – my cousins was like, have you ever, have you ever mentioned me on your show? And I was like, I, I don't think I've had the opportunity. So I had fun with my cousin Ryan playing a breakout game. We defused the bomb. So there's my non-football uh, related morning pleasantry of the day. We did it. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to turn this into personal shout shout out hotline here today. You're not, I mean, we got time. <laughs> We do. You're right. Not much to get to on today's show. Uh, shout out to, to Brian and deactivating the bomb. Scoots, how are you? I am good, although a little concerned. You opened today by saying it was 2003. So I'm all of a sudden 14 again. So that's cool. But no, overall, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I, last, last time U of L beat UK in a sport. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm good. It was, it was a little tough for me to wake up this week or this morning. I, uh, Got a little too used to sleeping in the past few days, so th- that was a little rough this morning. But I'm here. I'm ready to talk. I'm I'm super excited. What a loco weekend it was in UK land. So excited to hear your all's opinions and all that as well. We're gonna give them. We're gonna give them. Sending out the show tweet now, and we're Boom. ready to roll. Well, I don't know if we really need to do morning pleasantries so much scoots and i did at least get to like detail on friday yeah good thanksgiving yeah we really enjoyed it roush everything on your end go well we didn't get to talk to you friday 
Uh, this was, I think, your first prom at U of L Thanksgiving. I know you were anticipating some some fireworks there. Uh, did you have a, a good longer weekend ish? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I still did uh, more things than I expected uh, work wise on Thursday. Um, we'll get to that eventually. But they, uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. We played some games. Uh, you know, whole nine yards. I. I drank too much and just felt dead the next day for about half of it. So that was that was unfortunate. But you know, sometimes it happens, right? You get the chance to sleep in, and uh, you know, the, the old uh, Forester comes and hits you over the head. But uh, no, we we had a good time. Uh, it's a good uh, it was a good it was a good weekend overall. Had a nice Friday too, where you got to spend some time with family, watch a little, get, get the Christmas decorations up. Finished that yesterday on Sunday. Got all the lights and everything out. Still can't get the timer to work correctly. Um, so I was at 3 a.m. outside unplugging the lights. Um, but being up at 3 a.m. had nothing to do with I'm just there's, there's just a lot going on this week. I woke up at 3 a.m. ready to rock and roll. Well, what's the harm of the lights being on from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. at that point, you know? Well, yeah, and it was, it was part of me, too, wanted to go check to see if I left it on or I had the timer on. And it was uh, the timer that just didn't want to do it. So I just went and was like, screw it. I'll just turn it off. I'm awake. I got up to eat a PB&J. You know, my belly was rumbling. Couldn't go back to sleep. So I said, screw it. Might as well go go give him an unplug. You took a brief pause there. I thought you were doing the math of like, well, four more hours of electricity. That's probably about a buck thirty-seven there. So that's that's what an additional four hours of electricity is. Uh, no, I, I hear you. We've got a timer too. It works most of the time, but there are definitely times. Like I don't know if it gets wet or something. Sometimes it doesn't want to work as well. We have started. I really wanted to get all the Christmas stuff up by end of day yesterday. I have all the Christmas stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. and my, my outside's finished. Inside, I wanted to at least get it all, like, mostly set up and uh, got all the boxes upstairs, started doing it. But, yeah, it's a little bit of a different ball game with the two-year-old, who I was kind of hoping would, like, help this year. As in, like, yeah, you know, here's go put that over there on that table. Uh, Mostly just taking things off the table and putting them in a variety of random spots all all throughout the house. But I would say by the end of this week, it'll be 100% Christmas time. In our house, it'll just probably be a little bit after work on Monday, a little bit after work on Tuesday, and we'll just build from it from there. But yeah, all the Thanksgiving stuff is down. That holiday is over, and we've got a few more days left, and then it'll be the final month of the year. And in all sincerity, fellas, I, I, you know, there are some mornings where it's like, all right, 7 a.m., it's July 27th. Like, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> Not this morning. Like, I was very nope. excited to do some radio this morning. And it was just as memorable, regardless if you had a good, a bad, a noteworthy, totally mundane, boring Thanksgiving. I think every UK fan, and maybe every UVL fan, but at least every UK fan, is going to remember this Thanksgiving weekend. And specifically because of the UK football game against UofL. And to solidify that, because wins are always fun, but they can get lost in the memories that the wins pile up. There's been five in a row for Kentucky. But the things that happened Saturday night after the game, that's what's going to make this weekend one that every single UK fan will likely remember for a very, very long time, if not their entire life. Whoa. 
Roush, you've been in this business a really, really long time. I'm guessing that was probably unlike anything you've seen that Saturday night. After the win, still basically probably writing your stories and doing your reaction videos when, well, hold on, folks. This may not be the biggest news story of the day. Just an absolute wild 12 hours, 14 hours. Uh, yeah, probably about 14 or 15 hours before it was all said and done. Going from the kickoff to the game to the end of the game. We're going to try to talk about all of it. The good news is, good and bad news. Bad news is we only do have two hours. That's that. The good news is we will have tomorrow, and we will have Wednesday, and we will have Thursday, and we ain't going nowhere, so don't worry about that. But, Roush, we're going to try to touch on all of it, the game, the stuff after, but I just want your perspective of what your Saturday was like. A beautiful day, a little chilly, uh, but once you were in the sun, it felt really good out there. Beautiful Saturday in Kentucky, but one that we will not forget. Yeah, the, the craziest thing I'd covered up until this point was the, the basketball football school press conference. That was just like a hour and a half unexpected. Just that, that, that was crazy um, that day in Lexington. Um, but this, this, this tops it all. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, doing a little work on Thursday. Found out that Stoops was in, like connected with A&M. In the, in that job on third on Thanksgiving, like right when we got to my parents' house, and so I'm on the phone with people, and I didn't, I I never got enough to where I was like, but what do I? I'm not, I don't know how like th this feels real, but like I can't just like go out and start reporting this stuff on a field and like uh, s what other people are telling me that seem to know, but I'm not, I'm not sure. So like I didn't really know what to do with it. So I was just really spending 48 hours uh, hitting refresh a lot and checking with some other people and following up like, Hey, is there any more to this? Did a second meeting happen? Like is any, and it happened right after I published the morning post at like seven 45, I got the text. So it's like, boom, throw up the, the message board posts. And then within, I don't know. And two hours, Bruce Feldman is on the Fox um, the Fox show and Th Thamel is on game day and they're talking about how Mark Stoop is a name to watch, which like that's, um, you gotta know how to read the, the, the way they use their words, right? Like targeting the, as their next head coach means that it's done. Um, like they, they use different vocabulary emerging as a name in the coaching search. Like th the way they were phrasing it is he was becoming their guy. And I, I don't think a lot of people took that seriously. Then the game happens. The game is absolute bonkers, defied all expectations. If you listen to me talking at all last week, I was more shocked by that than the stoop stuff. And you're right, TJ. After the game, we ask him. He sidesteps it, and then I get home and I'm I'm settling in. I just eaten, and then I get a heads up like, "Hey, stuff's going down tonight. Like, be ready." And yeah, we were off. <laughs> we were off and running. I, I was. Uh... Saturday was probably one of like the the more fun UK athletic events I've I've gone to in a long time, and I I don't know you, you like they any win can be a good time. Like the Florida game was a blast. I, I had a really really good time at the Florida game, but Saturday it really is just one of I mean it's my favorite UK athletic sporting event anytime UK plays in Louisville. And I think the Louisville, Louisvillean Kentucky fans can relate to a certain degree uh, just when you get to drive 10, 15 minutes to the game 
instead of an hour and 30, it's pretty awesome. And when you can be at the game and you can run into a neighbor or a cousin that you didn't know was going to be there and be like, ah, hell, you're wearing red. Yeah, boo, boo you. And then, like, you, you know, you, you, you give each other knucks and you say hey to each other and you talk. Like, that's, that's fun. I love when Kentucky plays sporting events in Louisville. It doesn't necessarily have to be a game against UofL. Most of the time it is, and it makes those experiences a lot better. But like I said, the weather was fun. Uh, like it was, you know, it felt good in the sun. It was a nice fall day, crisp in the air. The atmosphere was amazing. I don't get to go to as many games with, I mean, with my wife or my brother or my sister-in-law. It's just a crew that doesn't get to go to as many games because, you know, kids, that'll happen from time to time. And then the game itself was just wild. Uh, it, it was competitive. It, it was never, really never felt like it was going to be a blowout, although Kentucky was down 10 and you got a little nervous there for a second, but UK seemed to have an answer each and every time. And then the finish was just absolutely electric, like being parents and talking, you know, when Louisville was up 10, there obviously was conversation. Well, if it's a blowout, we'll, we'll leave early, you know, but no, it came like, don't leave your seat. It's coming down literally to the last play, an exciting football game that UK has been on the wrong end too many times this year. And really even last year, not on Saturday, they found a way to win and yeah, we partied and we had a really good time and we had fun. And Roush, you finally get home. Traffic was terrible getting out of the Fed Cred Cardinal Stadium. And you finally get home and you're just beat from a long day and the drinks were flowing. And it's almost like you got to kick it back into high gear because, oh boy, like you, you got some stuff to follow. Uh, and I took, a, I took a little snooze after we had gotten home and I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually going to be a thing. And then oh, I didn't, yeah. I couldn't make it up to Stoops tweet. I'm sad to I'm sad to admit I must have missed it by like three minutes or something. Oh I, yeah. hell, I almost did too. I mean I I had shut my computer, went into the other room and changed, and was like, all right, I you know I think we're good until the morning. And then I get a text, and it's like, oh, let's go. <laughs> go it was wild. It was a wild what? Saturday, and like What's I said, that? it's What's one out. I'm never going to forget, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, saw some roll callers out there. Great to see you all. A few roll callers that were trying to meet up, and I and just service was terrible, and I apologize not getting to meet up with you all, hopefully. I got an idea, by the way, for a little Kentucky roll call, like, spring event. You know how we do golf at the end of the summer? Mm -hmm. I've got, like, a little, like, March Madness idea. Will it come to fruition? No, but today's not the day to talk about it or detail it. But it was an awesome day on Saturday, and then the Mark Soup stuff's happened. And I've never really seen the U.K. fan base in such a pretzel, Roush. There were people <laughs> that were happy about it, like legitimately like this is a good thing for U.K. football. See you later, Mark Soup's. Thanks for all you did. There were people that were devastated by it, that like, all right, well, that was U.K. football, and now we're going to go back to the basement. And then I think most people, Roush, there was a bit of being conflicted of like, we understand him wanting to take this job, but does he not, did he, is he familiar with a fellow named Charlie strong? Cause there's some similarities here. Oh, is he dude. seeing the reaction from the A&M fan base, which turns out, I think they were seeing the reaction from the A&M fan base. It was just a weird night in terms of how you should feel while still soaking in the glory of another Kentucky win over Louisville, but shout out to the Cardinals for keeping it within single digits this year. It's a step in the right direction. And maybe next year you'll just lose by three or something. So uh, you are inching closer 
to that governor's cup that is basically just permanently going to reside in Lexington. I'm sure just like little Howard will permanently be wearing blue in the big X sports radio studio. Scoots, you're gonna have to get a picture with them. Maybe like get your tongue out, like something really nasty that Trevor's not going to appreciate. Like, uh, I'll, I'll see what I could for do. radio, but you all can envision what I was doing at, at my <laughs> house. Um, yeah, Roush, I, let's dive in. Let's get to it. Uh, which... but, oh, well, one more thing, one more thing that, the text line's just going to be absolutely yeah. hosed this week. Like, we're there's nothing – I'm sorry. UK put up 118 points on Friday in basketball, and a lot of people were excited about that. Like, But that feels like two months ago at this point. Yeah, um, pretty much. Please hang with us. Bear with us. If you sent something in Saturday or Friday night and you thought that you really want it read, send it in again like today or tomorrow or something like that, and hopefully once the text line calms down – but the point is, we're probably we're just there's no way we're going to get to all these texts. So what we do from there, I don't know. Maybe we just start fresh today and let the weekend texters, if they want to send them back in, they can do that. But yeah, I, just, I think we might just with us today. We did not even read all that many texts, to be honest with you, today. Yeah. So uh, just one of those shows. I think people can understand. It was a really really fun weekend and a lot. To, but but I do I am interested in everybody's takes on on the Mark Stoop stuff because. Our texters are going to give us a better feel for the UK fan base, although I feel like most folks were, were somewhat conflicted. Mm-hmm. But all is well that ends well. And he's staying at UK. I do think there's a lot of question marks and how it all went down, what to expect yeah. moving forward. But he's still going to be UK's head coach. And if you're looking for something that's a realistic positive, like, I, Roush, I guess if the Iowa job opened up after the Big Ten championship game or before the New Year Six Bulls or something like that, we could do this again. But I guess the only good news is, like, at least you're. This is all out of the way. The coaching rumors, <laughs> the skit. You know, is is he going to take this job? Would this job call him? At least we've he he's already had to do the like. I'm staying. This is my tweet. I'm sticking the flag in the ground. So if there's a, if there is a positive, it's that like at least you don't have to sweat that. Now again, if Iowa opened up, then we're probably talking a different story. Correct. Um, and you know, to just we'll we'll, we'll just. Go with Stoops to start off, and then we can do a whole thing dancing on U of L's grave because that's going to be delightful. Um, but Stoops has had moments before where he's flirted with other jobs. Um, but I, th- this one, I think the timing of how things were playing out, he was he was going to leave Kentucky on really good terms, right? And I and I think that's the the part of this that that matters is that. He, he was he was going to set off into the sunset with a win over the number nine, a top ten team in the country, highest ranked win of his coaching tenure, um, over his rival, fit straight over the rivalry, another seven and five season. Even though you backslid a little bit, it would still be program would still be in a good place. But after I saw when I when I saw Stoops after the the South Carolina game, I think he had initially. Like th- those meetings had already taken place, but I I do think he was actively like, man, it might just be the right time to to move on from here, and so I I think that's what made me what made this feel more real is there were was that moment like, all right, maybe I, I've I've got to look elsewhere to just to get everything wiped the slate clean and it helps everybody involved, right? Um, so I I think that played a part of it, and then ultimately. How it unfolded, you know, there's going to be a lot of storytelling on this from every side, but the the gist of it is that 
Texas A&M's AD is a is um, a goober. Um, can't likes to use the word dolt, but like this guy is clearly just not very good at his job because he went, he found the guy he wanted to hire. Uh, he leaked it out before getting board approval, and the board was pissed at the contract that he had on the table. It was the same thing as the Jimbo Fisher contract. So what does he do? He just goes and gets a cheaper version of Mark Stoops and Mike Elko. I mean, the the only difference between the two is that Elko has spent four years at A&M. Um, and so he's he has some relationships with money men there, so it's a little bit more palatable. But he's just a less successful Mark Stoops at this point and a cheaper one. So uh, that guy just really botched the hire in not having enough support when he got the contract together because unlike what happened at Tennessee, TJ, there was nothing signed, but there was an understanding between Stoops. Uh, like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We just – they were going to get board approval on Sunday, and uh, that, that didn't happen because um, there was a lot, a lot of pissed-off people with a lot of money um, that, that did not like the thought of a Kentucky football coach coming in to Texas A&M. Yeah, I gosh, the the Elko hire too. On top of all of it, uh, wild. Um, he's, he's dollar store stoops who got a quarterback inherited for him, so he was able to turn around quicker. Would you, in your opinion, or factually known, would Stoops have taken less money at A and M? Like, not not necessarily less money at Kentucky, but that initial contract that everybody was saying was Jimbo esque, which is really dumb from A and M. Like. I, I wouldn't think that I get that you'd need to pay Stoops more than what he'd making what he was making at Kentucky, which wouldn't be an issue for them. It, you know, they could probably come in at ten or eleven million dollars potentially, or twelve million dollars, or whatever it may be. Would he have taken like once that contract was once the AD was like, okay, they they we can't do a Jimbo contract again. Would you take less money to come here? Do you think that was offered to Stoops? Do you think Stoops would have no. said yes to that? Or was it just like, you know, no, we've, we've probably gone too far. This just isn't adding up. You're, you, what's I, your well, take on that? I, I think at that point, Stoops too also, like, because part of his side realizing like, oh, maybe I am stepping in a hornet. Like, I, I think he realized he stepped in a hornet's nest too. And the other part of it, so th- what I was told, was that it was the guaranteed aspect of it that really rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, but so, like, the buyout would have still been, like, 60-some-odd million-ish if he would have gotten fired after a year, and then I think it goes into But it was a 100% guaranteed buyout, um, which is what Jimbo had. And I think that rubbed people the wrong way. And another thing, too, like, these coaches, I remember, you know, Louisville had to get enough money to, quote-unquote, pay more to hire Jeff Brom. Because it's like if you want to – you've got to give them a slight promotion, even if it's not really about the money. There's a there's kind of a pride factor thing there too, TJ, uh, where it's like you can't – taking a pay cut to go somewhere is just – that's just not a – I don't know. It's just not something in this business that, that sits well. So, uh, nevertheless, on no matter what you want to believe on – did Stoops turn him down? Did A and M turn him down? I, I think I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. It's a little bit of both, and uh, you know both sides are probably going to end up realizing that was the better move um, in the long term for for each party for Stoops at Kentucky and Texas A and M because uh, you mentioned the Charlie Strong parallels and man they're they're I 
it's hard to not see them, right? Like, especially with the way that A&M operates and their crazy booster situation over there. Stoops has done a good job galvanizing those, but Kentucky and the crafts, it's a little bit different when there's like 30 of those crafts over there and you've got to make them all happy. And it's just, yeah, yeah, a mess. Yeah. So Roush is going to have like more behind the scenes, inside baseball sort of stuff on this. I'm going to have just more of like the, the fan opinion, the, the fan take from it all. It definitely, and I don't think it, it matters so much, but it, it definitely seems like A&M was the first to kind of take their hand away in the handshake deal and be like, well, hold on here. Maybe maybe we don't. I think maybe the second they flinched, Stoops and his agent probably were like, okay, all right, then this ain't, this ain't worth leaving a good thing. They're literally in the process of doing the Colossus of Stoops in Lexington. If, if they're even double thinking hiring you, you got a good thing going, just pull back. And that's my guess of how it played out. Is A and M, and I honestly I think the, that the reports got out were intentional from A and M. Whether it was sabotage intentional or just yeah. like let's yeah. let's see what the Probably. let's dip our toes in the water yeah. and just see what the temp. Oh my heavens, it's way too cold to be getting in those waters. Like, I, so I think those re- leaked just to see what the reaction was, and it was a wildly negative reaction from A and M which I can somewhat understand. Like, that's why I I sent out a tweet once those rumors surfaced being like, there's a 0% chance that Stoops will be A&M's next coach, which it turns out it's going to be correct. No big deal. Right (laughs) again. Uh, It may have been more than a 0% chance, but again, who really cares about that? But I I don't blame A&M fans for not necessarily being excited about it. I know that that's been a hot take among national heads. A&M's idiotic for – for ruining the Mark Stoops hire. A&M fans are geniuses for avoiding Mark Stoops. I can get why they wouldn't be overly excited about it. Like, I also could get why they would be excited about it. I could see both angles on A&M fans. If you brought them in and you were optimistic about it, here's a guy that has done an amazing job at Kentucky for UK football standards, and now we're going to give him Texas A&M resources. And one thing you can guarantee is that his defense is going to fight hard and, and play well. This year, like we're losing our minds this year because UK's defense has been just kind of like average. Um, and this is a down year for the defense. So I could get why people be excited about it. I get why people could look at the offense and, and look at maybe the last two years and not be excited about it. But needless to say, the deal eventually, whether it was Stoops that backed away, AM, I think it was AM, um, it is what it is. So that brings us to our next point of should should we get mad? Should we care? Should we be bothered by the fact that Stoops was interested in this job, in which that's your own personal opinion, you're allowed, whatever you have, I think you're allowed to have? I, I wouldn't blame him for a second. I mean, I, I just don't see how you could. It seemed like this was, if there, if there was a time to leave, if there was an opportunity to leave, the stars seemed to align that this would make sense. And unfortunately for for unfortunately for UK, or maybe not unfortunately for UK. It'd be for a variety of reasons. One, it's A&M. How often has Stoops talked about nil? How often has he talked about the buy-in from not only administration, but fans and all that sort of deal? That's a non-issue at A&M. It's a non-starter. They're the best in the business at it. Any coach would dream to have their nil set up. Secondly, I mean, look at their crowds, look at their games. You are the number one show in town. Kroger Field has turned into a fun atmosphere. I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's not. It's not College Station. So that's a that's a whole other thing. And then this is a huge one that like even if and this has to be appealing to coaches that like even if 
It doesn't work out. Even if you don't meet their unbelievably insane expectations, they're going to pay you a, a bajillion dollars just to get the hell away. And with Stoops being how old is he, Roush, 55, 56? Uh, 56 sounds right. You know, if you want to sniff kind of, and, and I hate this at, at Kentucky, but it, it's it's the yeah, facts of where right. Nil is. But if you want to sniff, realistically, the national title waters, and not to say that like Kentucky in the 12-team playoff couldn't make the playoff. I don't think that's impossible. And I don't think it's impossible that Kentucky could have a year where they are a Cinderella for a national champion. But at A&M, you wouldn't be the Cinderella. You would be the, the, the star of the show. Uh, you've got the resources. You're going to be driving up in the nicest car to the ball. Uh, forget about the pumpkin. So I understand Stoops' appeal to it. Him with that age and his mid to late 50s, he's always said he doesn't want to be a lifer similar to his brother. You know, you give it a, a five years at A&M, see if you can make some noise. If it works out well, maybe you stay a little bit longer if you can. And if it doesn't work out, then you're getting just an insane retirement plan or you get into broadcasting or if you really wanted to you could get into coaching so i don't blame stoops in the slightest for entertaining this offer for looking into this offer we need to it'd be great roush if like we could just have i'm a kentucky man and i didn't even answer the phone we got to be realistic with this stuff and ultimately he's still going to be at kentucky so I'm fine with everything, really. Like, the way it all played out, I'm not mad. I don't have any hot takes. I'm not, ooh, Stoops, he's dead to me. I do have some questions about, like, where he's going to be at mentally coming, you know, being back at Kentucky. And I do think that he thought, hey, things are kind of moving in a stale direction. I can just get out. Well, now you're not getting out. So how do you not make it stale? How do you keep it fresh? How do we get back to thinking about nine wins, ten wins? And I've got some questions about whether he's going to be motivated enough to do that. But I don't blame him at all for entertaining a and I just can't. It'd be irrational to do that. Yeah. The, um, my favorite are, how's this going to affect recruiting? What's the locker room going to think? And, like, the locker room was a damn mess a week ago. They just won. Like, I, their coach is deciding to stay when they thought he was gone. I, I think it's going to have a very minimal impact on each and maybe even a positive one. Um as far as Stoops, you know, you can only kind of guess what it'll be like for him. But I do think there is sort of a, um, you know, when you've been in something for a while, like it, it's almost like Stoops got to dance with the hot chick for a night and realize like what he's got at home. It's not worth going the extra step, right, and going all the way. And he danced, he went home, like it's all said and done, boom. And, and now he's going to be a better husband. You know, that I, I think that's what you tell yourself, but but we don't know. I mean, we, we really don't. Well, I <laughs> well, Maybe you, you he, he got, you know, he, he was like, I am actually single and being single in College Station. <laughs> that's, that's true, too. Um, I'm not into want, farm animals. Do I want to be a cult leader, right? I mean, I, yeah. stoops, I just stoops have the charisma to be a cult leader. I don't know about that. Um uh, but I, and secondly, this, if the reports of what you're saying, and you're not the only one doing it, you're not the only one saying this. If he was going to get Jimbo money, like again, how can we be yeah, mad right. at him? And then the Daniel Hagar video that's making the rounds, his YouTube video. He's so talented. Way to go, Daniel. We're all just so proud of you. Like those were Roush. Every one of those, he made a video. If you didn't see it, um, 
top it's 10 Stoops moments. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Just like if Stoops was leaving, I think he had this video ready to roll to be like, you know, how fun was this? And Stoops is staying though, but I think it's a good reminder of like, hey, how fun has this been? I remember exactly where I was for all 10 of those games. Uh, all 10 of those were just unbelievably sweet moments. And has had, had Stoops had some bad moments at Kentucky? Yes. Has he had bad losses? Absolutely. Have the bad losses been a little bit more uh, consistent than we would have liked over the last two years? Yeah, that's South Carolina, the Vanderbilt loss. Those were bad losses. We don't like those one bit. But think of all those fun things we've had, all those fun wins Kentucky's had. So many dramatic games on top of that, which I think maybe some people that are not the biggest Stoops fans would be like, yeah, we don't blow people out all that often. Uh, except for L normally, except this year is a little bit closer than normal coming down to the final possession. But I'm glad Stoops is staying. Don't blame him. if he was, a, Especially if it was Jimbo money being offered to him, you'd be almost kind of silly not to, to entertain that. So, uh I just I want to I want to see what bowl game Kentucky's going to go to. It sounds like it's going to be a really crappy one against a crappy opponent, so that's not all that cool. But you know, then go hit the off season. Give us a win the transfer portal again. Have us feeling good heading into 2024 with Texas and Oklahoma joining the fold. It's an insane schedule, both home and away. That's that's your next mission. And I feel like we've almost hit a reset. This was an underwhelming year, but you went out with a bang, beating your rival. We. You know, you, you told Texas A&M no, or you, they told you no, but regardless, like, the head coach is staying. The guy that is Kentucky football is still here. And uh, let's keep building this thing, right? Like, let's get some momentum going into next season. So uh, it almost feels like a little bit of just a reset button has been pushed for otherwise just a week ago, Roush, every, you know, our pets' heads were falling off. Uh, they they certainly were. Uh, it's It's been... Whew. It's been a, a long, long, wild roller coaster of a ride. But um, I, I do have one take. Let's, let's take our first break. And I have, I have a question I want to ask you because um, it's, uh, it's, it's the one thing in this whole situation that, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be grass as greener side, but it's really, really weighing on my mind. We'll have to discuss. Oh, good radio tease. And then we're going to have to get into Saturday, the game, the finish, Ray Davis, Louisville fans being sad. Should UK oh. give the Governor's Cup back because they may have missed a delay a game with seven minutes to go in the first quarter? We'll get to all this stuff on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. And we got to hear from oh. Scoots. Any show that doesn't have Scoots talking is not a show for me. Scoots has been a, a coaching search now. He is. Mr. Coaching Search, this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. The best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Oh. Oh. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Scoots, you know what? Uh, we don't need the We Suck Again rejoin today, buddy. Nope. Yeah. You, can, you can let you can let that one pick up some dust and cobwebs Ooh. or save it for the Rutherford yeah, show. Yeah, let, let Trevor play it this afternoon. I, instead, I can play the best team in all the land drop, which is a lot more fun. There, 
That is a lot more fun. Uh, you you should actually leave the, leave Trevor a note being like, hey, if you want to do the We Suck Again drop, it's under this or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, leave, leave him a little note. That's our producer, the best producer in all of radio, Justin Kalen. Scoots, he's an IU fan. You're looking for a new head coach. Who who do you want? Uh, who you want to make an offer? You all going to make a push for Mark Stoops? I-, I want whoever will come and turn this thing around because it's been pretty bad. This Tom Allen thing probably should have happened a year or two ago, but alas, it's just now happening this year. I, I don't know. I don't know what Indiana does, guys. I I don't know who would want to come in and coach Indiana. I don't know if we have any candidates in mind. Oh, I just, it's not an Let easy place. It's not an easy place to hire a coach. Well, I've got two names for you. They're from the Mac. Okay. Actually, I, I'll, I'll give you three names. Okay. Jason Candle. He coaches Toledo. They're 11-1. and one. They score a lot of points. He's a big offensive guy. Um, he's had three nine-win teams in the last five years, I think. He's he's going to get hired somewhere big soon. I think that would be good. You can try to, try to win with offense. But if you want to go true Big Ten tough, the guy you need is Chris Creighton. From your Eastern Michigan fighting emus, Scoots, you could be in the head of the, head of the curve. And that that guy, he's a crazy hardo. He's at the football factory. He'd be right up. It, that would be just I, – I would love it so much. Love me some Chris Creighton. Would, would that be um, your pick? Uh, for entertainment value, yes. But I have a feeling they'll go offense after doing a defensive hire. Mm-hmm. Here's something you really should consider in mind. He's got experience at the school before. And you know what? He's he's got a lot of NFL experience, and he's looking for a new job now. Don't Matt say Canada. it. Don't say it. Get out of Matt here. Canada. Nope. Well, you pick up the phone. Give nope. him a call. Nope. No thanks. No. How cool thanks. was it to watch a Pittsburgh Steelers football game and they had offense yesterday? Man, that was, that was awesome. weird. Yeah. That was awesome. So that was my that that was one of my locks of the week on the NFL side of things. I knew that you all were going to win that game. Congrats. By the way, Woo, uh, gained con- another team for the first time all year, and they all—it was funny—they were outgaining the Bengals and losing at one point in the second half, which was just like, well, maybe we should go back to not getting yards. Uh, yeah, jeez, uh, you know, oh. yeah, we can talk NFL too, but not today because there nope. is too much to talk about. Roush has some sort of tease, but before we get to the tease, I want to remind you about Thornton's. Pop in, no better Victory Monday than going into a Thornton's, maybe seeing somebody in the store that's wearing a U of L hat, and you just give them a casual L's down as you go get your 89 cents, 32 ounce soft drink. Maybe a fresh fruit, breakfast sandwich, whatever you got. Thornton's is rocking and rolling. Check them out today and get your text into the Thornton's text line 502 414 1450. And we're probably just going to talk and talk and talk. And then once we run out of things to talk about, we'll head on over to the text line. That's not yet, though. Because Nick Roush has something that he wants us to know. So, I, I think there's part of Saturday night where the reason why people were conflicted is because many of them flipped the switch and were preparing for life at their Mark Stoops. And I do think you had an odd situation where – my question for you, TJ, is will, will he ever have a better out? I'm not as big succession watcher, but you think about how – we're going to get to the end of the road eventually in this coach like it it's going to happen sooner or later will it ever get better than this because and, and i think to, to set the scene a lot of it it's not only do you have a winning record again you just beat louisville we know that but but also you were going to take a better job and i i, I and even though things had kind of backslid a little bit 
you you would be leaving the program in good hands, and I and I think most fans would thank you for it, and there wouldn't be a lot of outrage for him going and getting paid a bunch of money to 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 go drink up the oil money and swim in the the nil cash down at A and M, and all the while you've got John Summerall, former UK player, former UK assistant, who's twenty two and four, going to his second straight conference championship game at a G five school. Rising star in the coaching ranks, just waiting, ready to rock and roll. The stars might not align again, so that's why – that's the question I ask, and that's the only part of this that has me feeling conflicted is I don't know if Mark Stoops will ever have a better out aside from just retirement, and will that be while the Cats are still on top? That's a gamble he's he's taking. So – the like the the Vegas odds probability answer to your question is no. That like Saturday night was the the best and like from a realistic probability standpoint, it, it will most likely not get better. Now, a scenario where it could would be next year Stoops gets back to like nine or ten wins. It's a really fun season. And for the next five years following that, it's just kind of more of the same. The, the bad years are like seven and five, and you throw in another like nine or ten win season. And it's more just like what it's been, which is fun. We, we would like to take that next step to national title or conference championship relevancy, which is the same thing in the SEC. Um, but like he doesn't get there, but we don't take a step backwards. And then in five or six years, he just says, "Hey, I I don't want to be a lifer. I think this is probably you know this is gonna be my last season, uh, and maybe the season's good, maybe it's not so great. But we all kind of come together, appreciate what he had done for 15, 16, 20 years, whatever it'd be at that time, and we we send him off and we say our goodbyes. That is not impossible, right? Like that could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Do I think it does happen?" No, probably not. I think you're right, Roush. Like Saturday night probably would have been the easiest transition. And then even in that five or six year situation, Roush, it doesn't really answer the Summerall issue. Like at that point, he's probably at another power five school. Maybe he's thriving, which at which point we'd be like, oh, man, that kind of stinks. We could be doing a bring Brom home thing. (laughs) or Or he stinks and it's like, well, maybe it's actually a bullet dodge and you you go back to the drawing board or you figure out something else to do. And there is always that option. It could be a bring Brom home thing. Like let's say he is at a Kansas state. I don't know if he'd ever take that job or I'm just picking kind of like a power five school. That's not amazing, but also not dog poop either. Would he leave Kansas state for Kentucky? Yeah, I think he would. Would he leave a South Carolina, for example, for Kentucky? That one's probably a little dicier, a little bit more interesting. Uh, may come down to the money aspect of it all. But what I would say to people that want Summerall or or agree with Roush that this would, and I, and I agree with Roush, really, but like that this would have been the perfect transition and maybe in hindsight it'll end up being a missed opportunity for Kentucky football for an easy out with a clean transition to somebody that we're all excited about. We've all been excited about Kentucky football, though, for the most part over the last five, six, seven seasons. So we we still get that. Like yeah. you, you're still getting the guy that has turned this into some fun. And are there frustrating moments? Yes. Does it seem like maybe we're stalling a bit? Yes. But he's the one that got us out of the basement to begin with, and we're far from the basement right now. 
So I do think he needs another shot in the arm. He needs to be reinvigorated a bit. Maybe all this will do just that. I think Derek Terry had a fair point, just questioning like if he was looking to get out, how willing is he going to be to fix what needs to be fixed within the program? I think it's a fair question. I don't think the answer to that is like he will not do it, but I think it's a question worth bringing up. But I'm still, at the end of the day, Roush, had he left, I would have been okay. I think I would have been a little sad. And you never want to lose people to another team in conference. That feels a little little brother-ish. But I think we all are realistic about the A&M situation. But right. I would have been okay for all the reasons that you said about Summerall. But if you had me pick at like Saturday at 6 o'clock when all this started to heat up a little bit, I would think I was asleep at that time. I would have said... I want Stoops to stay. At the end of the day, I still want him. I mean, look, you've beaten Louisville five straight times. Like, I want the dude that's going to beat Louisville. He's beat four to three straight times. He's beat four to three straight times. Exactly. So, I get it. There's some other stuff that he needs to be better at. This year was underwhelming when it was all said and done. Although, I will say, and I was thinking about this leaving the game on Saturday, like, you played horrible against South Carolina. You should have won that game. Nobody's going to mistake that. And really, between the Missouri or Tennessee games, and probably more so the Tennessee game, like, Roush, this team really wasn't far away from being a nine-win team. I know. And that, that that's part of it, too. And I, the, the thing for me that really questioned Stoops last week was just the exasperated – you can say your team has resolve, but they have to show it. Like I can say that I have great hair, but I've got to eventually show you that I have it, right? And that's kind of what I felt like they were doing for most of this year. And then that Louisville game happens. It's a one-score game in the fourth quarter. They hadn't scored a touchdown in a one-score game in the fourth quarter all year, and they go and outscore Louisville 17-7, right? They make critical plays in big moments. They get big stops like that. So that – and. He said it, and I agree with him. That one win won't salvage an entire season. It's going to do a lot, though, because we know how yeah. much that loss just rips their hearts out. Oh, Poor Mike Rutherford. He might – Can Scoots, can you put some, like, saran wrapper on the microphones? He's going to cry all over them. And, like, I just yeah, don't put want some it. tissues in their, office, in their office for them. I mean, it, it could be dangerous. It could be a safety hazard. All that water around all that – There's, well, there's already it? tissues in here. Trevor's probably going to be crying a little more, so – I think they're going to be cool. We'll we'll talk more about the X's and O's of the game in hour number two, but it did ruin their season, and they may still go to the Orange Bowl. (laughs) They may go to the Orange Bowl. They may go to the Orange Bowl and play Ohio State. Roush like that. They could play in one of their biggest football games ever, and realistically, Kentucky ruined their season because they're always going to look back at this Brom first season honeymoon and know that they kind of squandered a game against Kentucky that they probably should not have uh, squandered. So. Uh, that that is enjoyable. Having Stoops back is enjoyable for me, but I can see everybody's opinion on it. And I don't really care so much how it all went down. Even if Stoops, was, even if A and M was the one who went, well, never mind, Stoops. We we can't move for, forward with this. Lucy, coughing right into the mic. We got a cough button for that. Even if he, even if A and M was the one who said, no, 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 Stoops, we're not we're not moving forward with this. I don't care. He's back. I don't blame him for entertaining the offer, and the Cats beat the cards. We're going to talk about that game when we return for hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Lucy, can you say Roll Call? Can you say Go Cats? Go Cats. Woohoo! Go Cats. We'll be back.
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back in hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. FM. 14.50 a.m., Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, T.J. Walker will be back with us momentarily. Need to take a moment to tell you about our friends at Salserita. It's cold outside, but it's spicy at Salserita's. Your fresh Mexican cantina, they've got the best well-marinated meats from barbacoa and traditional ground beef. The little steak fajitas. I love the fajita vegetable scoots. They're they're they really just make me make me feel like I'm eating a salad here. And you can do that by getting a taco salad, burritos, nachos with their wildly addictive chips, salsaritas. It's the best. Check out either one of their two locations. They got one in St. Matthews, the other in Middletown, and download the app before you go to save some money with our friends at Salsaritas uh, Scoots. While we're waiting on TJ. I think it is worth mentioning that Kentucky did score 118 points My Friday gosh. night in a basketball game. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's incredible. 69 points at halftime. I was, I was watching it with my family, and like we we were out to eat at a restaurant, and I was like, "Holy crap! Like how many how many can they get here?" I th- I thought they were going to get 75. Well, I mean, it was unreal. It was it was funny because I, I think it was Tom Hart that was on the call for that game, but. He had said when they got to halftime, he was like, 69 points, the most in a first half for Kentucky this season. And I looked at Gil, and I was like, this season? No kidding, most points in a first (laughs) half this season. That might be a rep record. And then, sure enough, they come out of halftime, and they put it up that that's a rep arena record. So, yeah, Yeah. kind of an idiot on him just saying most points in the first half. No kidding, you dummy. He scored 70. The fourth most uh, in a half in Kentucky basketball history – 118 points was the most points ever in a John Calipari uh, coach team. Uh, DJ Wagner had 28 points. Antonio Reeves, 5 of 7. You saw Justin Edwards knock down a couple shots, too, in the first half. It was um, – when, when you face a team that's willing to run with you, uh, watch out. Well, and <laughs> that's the thing is – and throw – granted, I'm a little biased since starting to do this show, but – Throw all the biases out and just look at that game as a college basketball fan. There is no way you could not enjoy that type of performance. I mean, it was just oh, they were hitting fun to watch. everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was by far the most fun I've ever had watching Kentucky basketball since I started Kentucky Roll Call. It made for a great win for the Cats over Marshall. A nice, nice feel good a moment for a lot of. I know a lot of uh, families are in town for Thanksgiving. They'll get tickets to that game. Um, so that sets up tomorrow night's big time showdown against Miami in the SEC ACC challenge. TJ said it's going to be like the Kentucky North Carolina <laughs> game from 2009. So um, should be a fun atmosphere. Should have a raucous crowd. I have a feeling, Scoots, they'll bring out the Governor's Cup. Really help the, yeah. the crowd pop there. Sure. Uh, By the way, thanks. I seeing those commercials this weekend for the ACC SEC challenge. Ticks me oh. off. Ticks me off so much. <laughs> I freaking hate it. Have fun on Fox, buddy. No kidding. Have fun on Fox. Um, speaking of the Governor's Cup, as, as crazy as things happen on Saturday, I was more shocked at how Kentucky performed in the Governor's Cup uh, than than anything. 
Um, I, I, I just I cannot cannot believe that Kentucky went out and played as well as they did in that football game, and, and especially after the way it started, where Louisville, Louisville the first, they get a stop, and then go down, and that first drive took every bit of nine minutes, mm-hmm. uh, fourteen plays. Uh, and, and eventually they punch it in from the one. It was one of a couple drives, just like they started in the third quarter, right? Those long drives where the third quarter one, I mean, Kentucky was right there. The first quarter one, you thought they might have fumbled in the end zone. It was awfully close. They couldn't overturn and review. Um, and then right there in the third quarter, they uh, Kentucky fourth and goal. I mean, they made – I think Wolva had four plays from the one, and they finally got it in on the fourth one. So – you thought, though, after those drives, like, oh, man, this is asking this offense to, to do a lot, and I don't know if they're capable of it. So what does Louisville do? They just kicked a Barry on Brown. <laughs> Ray Davis said after the game, Scoots, he's like, well, I, don't, I don't know why teams kick to him. And it's a fair question because it, there was a lot of long kick returns in that game, right, on, on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. You thought Barryon was going to break one early on before he got that score, and then Louisville had a couple. The hell, they almost returned the one after Barryon's touchdown for a touchdown. Yeah, Garendo, what he got up to the fifty, what three or four times off kick returns. Yeah, yeah, uh, that guy's good. There's a couple times where I was like, "Why are they giving it to Jawar Jordan?" By the way, he- so for that game on Saturday, I was at my grandma's for Thanksgiving. Um, and it's it's a pretty split family in terms of it, Kentucky and Louisville. So we, of course, had the game on, but I had to leave at like 1.30 because I had a game up at Midway. So I got to listen to the entirety of the second half from my grandma's to Midway. There was like three minutes left when I got to Midway, and I walk in the gym, and literally every single person in this gym has their phone in their hands held sideways, clearly watching <laughs> this Kentucky-Louisville game. It was a really cool experience. That's awesome. Did uh did the Eagles win? Uh no, oh my gosh. Most controversial call of my broadcasting career. And f- unfortunately they play NAIA, so there's no review in NAIA, but Midway was up by 1 with 4 seconds left. They're playing Lindsey Wilson and the girl goes to the basket, ball clearly still in her hand when the red when the red square goes off. Officials call the basket good and sprint back to the officials' room. I, I need to go back and hear my call because normally I don't really rail on officials, but I was ticked. Midway got screwed. <laughs> they got screwed. Wow. But it was, it was, a, it was a fun Saturday. Breaking your, journalism ethics. Turn your camera on, Scoots. Um, no, his camera is on. Camera is on. To you, <laughs> Fix your computer, buddy. Going on I, you know, Scoots, if I could, what bad luck that I've had. Uh, just had that commercial break. The, like, my little mouse pad on the laptop just, like, didn't work and still does not work. It just wouldn't let me move. I, I, why? Who knows? Luckily, we have, like, a Bluetooth mouse, so I had to go plug that in. But in hopes of just like, okay, why wouldn't the mouse work? Maybe if I just restart the computer, it'll turn back on. Well, luckily, just a perfect time for a good old-fashioned computer update. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Why would it do that? Uh, So that took forever. I do apologize for being late. And Scooch, I apologize for your camera not working for me. Um, Although, like, wow, isn't that kind of weird that Rouse's and scoots wouldn't work but. i had to get off three times for it to like load up oh. all of your boxes i couldn't see you all the first uh segment but um yeah you know, sometimes 
the technology doesn't work great. Um, I've got one stat for you, TJ. And if you would have told me this stat before the game, I would probably believe that Kentucky won the football game. So many times Jack Plummer threw the football on Saturday. Uh, how many times was it? More than 25. He threw it 33 times. Every time he throws it more than 25 times in a football game, it's a close game for the Cards. They won some of them, uh, but they've lost two of them now because they made Jack Plummer go win in the football game. Um, shout out to D-Jack for making the play, but that's one of the worst fumbles I've ever seen in my life. Like, D-Jack was just trying to give him a shoulder to get him out of bounds, and it just hit right on the football and went right to J.J. Weaver. We were so confused about how that was a fumble. Like, did the whiff, did the air just, like, knock the ball away when we were at the stadium trying to figure it out? No, that, that was a pretty bad fumble. I did bet Jack Plummer under half an interception with, like, positive juice. So that last play of the game was, uh, a, was, a, was a bummer on that. But I made a killing like I always do in the Governor's Cup. Won hundreds of dollars. It was real nice. Loved every second of it. Yeah, that, that fumble was wild. He still found a way to give Kentucky the ball, even if it wasn't really throwing it to us, uh, except for that that final play. But I, I was listening to what you all were talking about. That just that was everything that was missing in that South Carolina game and a lot that had been missing in a lot of, of UK's games this season. And it's what we tried to express to Louisville fans that they just don't either comprehend or don't want to comprehend is that like can the difference between Kentucky and Boston college is Ray Davis on fourth and two Roush. When he gets hit in the backfield, he's going to stay up and he's going to keep going. And he got that first down uh, on third and one from the goal line where you got plumber in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Uh, he absolutely gets drilled at the goal. line. <laughs> he got I mean, smoked. He gets he got stuck, and Uval, and to their credit, Uval did score on that possession. But like that's the difference, and, and that's what UK fans try to tell UVL fans. It's like you all can be ranked number nine or number ten. You all can have ten wins. It's just a different type of football in the SEC, and not that you all can't beat it because they had chances to win that game. There's no doubt about it. But it's just you, you've got to have like it's it's going to be a different type of football game than the other teams that you're used to playing against more times than not. And Kentucky did those small things, Roush, that Stoops has really hung his hat on during his career at Kentucky. Uh, the wide receiver blocking was good. Like, you know, Ray Davis doesn't get a lot of those yeah. either yaks or or runs if the wide receivers and tight ends aren't engaged in their blocks. Well, and they made, great they made great catches, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, they had to. The, and they held on to the ball. The Dane Key touchdown and holding on to the ball, I mean, I would have bet all of King Midas' silver that Barry on Brown was going to drop that pass after he got stuck um, in the fourth quarter. And even the – you know, the jump ball they had to him, right? I think that plays worked twice this year on the back shoulder, and he goes and gets an explosive, and that sets up Kentucky's second, uh, first touchdown of the game right there. Uh, so I, they played great. And then, I mean, Isaiah Cummings didn't catch a pass until last week, and then he gets a 55-yard game. So he just – they ran a two-play touchdown drop. So you're just like the explosiveness. It just hadn't hmm. been there, and I think part of it – is Mark Soup said, all right, Liam, get your ass down on the sideline. Liam said he woke up Saturday morning and decided he was going to move back down on the sideline. I don't buy that for a single second, like not, not even a half second. I think that was definitely a talked about and discussed and done in advance, and I think that helped um, because 
at the end of the game when Kentucky needed to go down and score some points, they, they remained poised um, despite not having done that all year long. Uh, it, it was a really good football game. It was just a fun football game. It was good. It, uh, three penalties in the entire game, I guess technically five, but U of L declined two of them. Uh, you're making that face like I'm crazy, but I think you're just reading something. So yeah, it, yeah. it could be a little, uh, I was like, what, what am I off? Was it more, less, fewer? How many? Um, no, but it, like not a lot of penalties. The officials didn't leave their mark on the game, which that's always fun. And drama, drama every corner of the game. Roush, I thought Kentucky was winning from like two years ago. And, and I, I just, I feel like the, UofL had some catching up to do as a program. Brahm is getting them there, and he's a good enough coach to make up some talent gap. UofL is going to be fine. The series is going to be competitive. Uh, I like that the game's in Lexington next year, but, you know, Kentucky's probably going to drop one in, in the coming future as long as Brahm is at UofL. He ain't Scott Satterfield, folks, uh, but it was nice to see Mark Soups kind of take his best punches and still deliver a win. And Roush, like I said, I just thought Kentucky was better. I thought they were going to win. But I will say, on that fourth and six, that was a miraculous touchdown by U of L. Kentucky had that well covered. They were closing in on Plummer. And if there was ever a moment where I wavered on, like, you know what? I actually maybe don't think Kentucky's going to win. Even when they were down 10 in the second half, I was, you know, I didn't feel amazing about things, but. I wasn't petrified or anything like that. When they scored to tie it up, I was like, that kind of, the way that drive went, the way that that fourth down play went, this just kind of feels like maybe it's Louisville's day. And then once again, UK just had an instant answer to that. Uh, that was a that, that was just a wild game, a wild fourth quarter, a lot of fun, and then even U of L's last drive to get as far as they did, which you know there were people, there was a guy like two or three rows behind me that was yelling at Ray Davis for getting in the end zone. He wanted them to get down, make U of L burn their timeouts, and, and maybe he was right about that because U of L almost did go down and, and score. I don't think I would have been able to handle overtime, Roush. Also, yeah, I, was, um, I was just glad. Just if you're going to pop one there, just go ahead and score, right? Like you just take the take the touchdown lead. Make Chad Palmer beat you. Yeah, it's never it's never a bad thing just to go ahead and, and take the points when you can get them. Uh, also, I think UK would have been fine had he not scored either. But it, yeah, no no big deal on that. I got a like custard cheese fried cheese balls. Uh, spilled on my pants, and I was, that was bad. That was really the only bad thing about Saturday. <laughs> it was a big mess, Roush. Yeah, but big you mess, couldn't see right? that in my- any of the pictures. You were all over. Uh, Dr. Mike got a picture of you. The CJ got a picture of you. I was looking for you uh, pregame, but I it was it was pretty early. I think I went up before they did their senior day stuff, and you weren't in the, the typical seats. Uh, but you were you were all over the place. The the stoops there at his shirt. I brought the. You know it's weird that all the stuff with stoops happened that day because I brought that shirt out of retirement. That is a 2013 shirt or whenever stoops was hired. I thought it was absolutely hilarious that it just it said is. in really 
big bold letters stoops there it is and but like the lettering was starting to kind of come off on it so i was like i can't have this in the uk game day rotation anymore i'm gonna retire it and i only retire a few shirts and so that means it just gets put on a hanger and it never really gets worn again but i thought yesterday i thought saturday was a good day to bust it out and yeah people like people were stopping and pointing to it walking in and walking out and saying that they were enjoyed it i haven't heard some people saying stoops there it is people were getting down to it uh but yeah no we we had fun um the cheese incident you're right i was i was looking for it in the pictures i think dr mike you can see some of the cheese residue but uh that that was a total disaster the uvl fans behind us they were so happy that i got cheese all over my pants Oh man! Well, they, they had egg on their face, though. Am I right? The UL fans around us actually. There's one kind of not so nice person, but they're the 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 normal people. They're they're friendly enough. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't see any altercations, Roush, or like you know any know. fist fights or stuff like that. Uh, I do like that UofL's media narrative is like UK's the dirty team, and they're going to start fights and whatnot. A uh, personal foul penalty on U of L. Wow, how embarrassing! First play of the game. Mm. Yeah. Show a little bit of class, cards. Oh, Just man. a little bit of class can go a long way. Jack Harlow doing the double birds at every corner. I appreciated uh, Ray Davis just throwing the L's down right in his face and then telling him to go back to the recording studio in the post game. That was that was wonderful. Um, isn't Jack uh, Harlow I'll, doing double birds to Kentucky fans? Isn't that alienating that section of his potential fan base? I, once I saw that, I was like, what an idiot. He's, he's going to lose all of Kentucky's fan base now listening to his music. A lot of people thought those double birds could have been directed at me. He was about 15 yards away from me. Um, I don't think they were. I think it was the UK section. But a lot of people, a lot of people were wondering. Uh, I think it was just in the the nature of the rivalry. He he goes to rural parts of Kentucky and does concerts and whatnot. Uh, he's had UK rap lyrics. He's written a song about Tyler Hero. Yeah. I, I I don't. I I would think UK fans can forgive him in the heat of the moment throwing up the the double birds. Yeah, a good it, point that, about the Tyler rivalry. It, it it's it's rivalry. You know, like that's that's what we want. We want to see him sad. When they lose, that and that's fun. I'm I'm totally fine with that. Um, I was also, I don't. If you weren't there, it, it needs to be like we can't overstate the significance and the importance that they put on this game. They talked about it on their side all week leading in that this was the most important game left in the year. This was their Super Bowl. They packed that stadium. It's the first time I've ever been to that stadium and not seen the Adidas logo in the end zone. Um, it was a rowdy atmosphere, really, from start to finish. It looked like a real college football program because Louisville fans treated this as their their coronation. They were showing up to cap off uh, uh, the best season of their lives by beating Kentucky, finally ending that stupid losing streak, and then go into the ACC championship game with the chance to go to the playoff. And Kentucky ruined it. They completely ruined their Thanksgiving weekend again, again, and again, and again. The Cats just don't lose the cards, TJ. It's 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 beautiful. It's wonderful. And I just can't get enough of their sadness because, man, did they really – they were looking for all the answers. But really, they just, they just got beat because they played bad football on special teams. On defense, they got beat by busted coverages on wheel routes. And Kentucky 
they Kentucky got out game by 130 yards and won the football game because they couldn't get stops whatsoever at all. It was a failure, a catastrophe, and I'm just laughing straight to the bank. Yep, I enjoyed every second of it. I thought it was. I just thought Kentucky was was the better better team, and that they were going to rally. I didn't love the way things went down in South Carolina, Roush. I, I did not love the the fact that maybe the locker room was upset, but they probably should have been upset. The season had not been very good. But I, I was glad that even with Stoops maybe flirting with the A&M job and going back to the hour one conversation, maybe that's also why I don't care is because like and I and I could be wrong about this. I'm projecting a bit or assuming I so I suppose that I wouldn't worry about Stoops just rolling over because he's focused on another job. Like even if he thought that that A&M job was going to go through, and I guess at a certain point he definitely thought that that was going to happen. I think he probably agreed to it to at least some capacity. I think he still was like, I'm going to go out the right way. I'm going to go out the right way for my players, for the fans, and what a way to go out it'd be to beat our rival yet again. So had that been the way he went out, it would have been fitting and it would have been sweet uh, a guy who's just owned this rivalry over the last five years would beat his rival before going. But even with him flirting with that job, UK was well pe- prepared. They were well coached. Uh, again, they made all the small, like the, the, the young guy from Detroit, and I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now, on that third down to go jump at the markers and get kind of, you know, like carried a little bit. Like those are smart football plays and little effort football plays that go a long way to be able to to bring home a win uh, it was it, it was sweet and 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 no U of L fan thought they were losing that game <laughs> they didn't. after years and years of saying I'm not picking us to beat them again I'm not well Charlie went for the football once again and guess what Lucy did she pulled what? it underneath of them and the cats win the Governor's Cup. UofL, still a hell of a season. They're going to get to play for an ACC championship. So what, what's funnier now, Roush? Like, do we cheer for UofL to win the ACC championship? Because um, that carrot's always going to be dangled in front of them regardless of what they do. Like, do we do we hope that they are 12-2 and two and their two losses on the year are Pittsburgh and Kentucky? Oh, man, I – I think that I think you'd want ACC championship, but you wouldn't want them to beat Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. Um, just yeah, you're they, right. Yeah, so I, I think that's the move, especially because Florida State's got a backup quarterback anyway. Um, the fact that like Eric Crawford was fighting with Todd Harris about schedules after the game. Stop talking about schedules, you morons! Like it doesn't matter. You play who you play. Louisville, you play nobody. ACC football, it sucks. It's different. It's terrible. Stop trying to convince us. Oh, we play teams with winning records. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. It's a different kind of football. Use your eyeballs. Like, did Eric Crawford, like, well, Kentucky, I think it showed them struggling in SEC play. They should play something more difficult in the non-conference. Did, did Louisville beating Indiana help them against Kentucky? No. Did Louisville beating Georgia Tech, did beating all these bad ACC teams help them against Kentucky? It sure as hell didn't. Like, you play who you play when it's all – stop talking about schedules. Like, it's the dumbest, most idiotic, stupidest waste of time. Just keep eating L's, Louisville fans, and try to find excuses. Blame the refs for missing a holding call. 
Blame the refs for a delay of game. Blame them all you want. When you point one finger, how many fingers you got pointing right back at you, Mr. Sports Talker? Four, but yeah. you need to somehow make it a – or I guess it's only three. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's on. got the thumb. And then the, I've got a really just, weird thumb, though. The, the, the trying to, like, rationalize – at least our, 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 our friend Mike Rutherford is just knows that – he, he's just dead inside because that's all you can be. You just got to accept it. You're you're never for Louisville's, Louisville's never going to be Kentucky ever again. I mean, that's that's really where we're at right now. I don't I don't think uh, I've ever been maybe more excited to do radio than this show this morning. But I don't know if I've ever been more excited to listen to radio besides three to six on the Big X today. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey. Trevor Kelsey may may legitimately cry on air. I mean, at least the Eagles got the win yesterday. I, I was, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was really hoping they were gonna blow it just, just to have like Trevor at full meltdown mode on Monday show. My only regret from Saturday, TJ, is I was down in the press conference afterwards, which it, it was great. Like having Brad White, I mean, he was tearing up talking about JJ Weaver and what he's been through, and for him to overcome adversity and play as well as he did in Saturday's game was named MVP after recovering a couple of fumbles, getting a sack, had eight tackles. Um, it was, it was great being a part of that experience, but what can let me know that I, I missed the sheriff coming upstairs in the press box, just seething angry. And his words were, he wasn't, he was angry. He was like sad face, but also just like angry with steam rolling out of his ears. It was like a combination of both. And I'm just, I'm sad I didn't get to see it. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Good, good, good. Uh, well, They're that's, down that's, bad. They're down real bad. Understandably so. Um, Rutherford's Lions lose to my Packers on Thursday. Oh, man, then that was get, a shocking result, too. Then then you get this. Mike, people have been asking. I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say yes, even if it had. I I don't. I don't think I get custody of your kids with the way this weekend went. Well, uh, they're sweet. They're sweet kids. You keep them. Um, but no, it just just I'll take the Packers and UK win, and I'll I'll be happy with that. Can we also say too that it could have been worse this weekend because they New Mexico State. Remember the team that Kentucky beat earlier this year that had to quit their 40. season last year. Yeah. Yes. Well, they. Louisville was down eight with a minute to go, and they somehow forced overtime and then won in overtime because six New Mexico State oh. players fouled out and they had to, they played it, they beat him going five on four. I, I watched every second of that entire game. Uh, it was, you know, I had, I had red zone on and then I was watching the U of L game too. It was during baby's nap time. So it was literally putting me to sleep. That may have been one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen. I don't think like U of L, I think hit one field goal in the final, like five or six minutes of the game. All their he points shot, were free throws. He shot 49 free throws. 49 free throws. And by the way, the only reason they, that game went to overtime is they got a really friendly whistle and U of L, media member Ty Spalding. He was like, I don't know if I can ever remember U of L getting a friendlier whistle, but there was a controversial block charge call with 1.5 seconds left in regulation. It sent New Mexico state to the line, just needing one of two free throws to win the game. Again, I think there's like 1.5 seconds left. So maybe U of L could have made a last second shot potentially, but he misses both of them totally chokes in front of like 2,600 fans. Uh, not a good look for that New Mexico State player. The game goes to overtime, and 
six New Mexico State players foul out to the point they have to finish the game with four people, which I've seen happen before. I think it happened in a game earlier this year or was it last year. But they had to finish the game with four people, and UofL still fouled them and sent them to the line with four people. Really embarrassing stuff uh, from UofL there. But they did get the win. They're back to 500, Scoots, and – you don't want these cards to get hot. I'll, I'll tell you that. So two things. I think you're probably thinking of the Alabama-Minnesota game from three years ago because I actually just read the story about that this morning. I think it's the three-year anniversary when Alabama had to finish the game with three players and almost beat Minnesota. Maybe they did beat Minnesota. But Time no, flies when you're having fun. Exactly. But, no, I was just going to say in regards to the Rutherford show – they are really good about avoiding the bad topics. So I almost guarantee today is majority basketball because in the preseason they were they were all we're not doing this basketball thing. We're only no. talking football. I could see him doing a three hour show today, only talking basketball. Well, but they're that's the problem, they're... though, Scoots. The basketballs, even though they won, the basketballs worse. That's true. <laughs> basketballs so much worse. There, there was. Uh, <laughs> they're going to joke and start their show like that, and it's going to be funny, and we'll get a good laugh at it. But then they're going to realize that, like, even still talking sad, U of L losing to UK football, the ACC championship games around the corner. They're going to go to a great bowl game. The wife wants to. If they go to the Orange Bowl, the wife wants to go. And New Year's in Miami. I'm, of course, we never. Well, I say never. She'd be like, all we do is go on UK trips. Um, we have like a ten percent acceptance rate on when I propose a UK vacation, and like a ninety-five percent acceptance rate when a U of L vacation is proposed. Mainly because I just, you know, I'm cool with going to a city and watching sports, even if it's not my favorite team. I wouldn't mind going to Miami for the holidays. If U of L against Ohio State, I think Ohio State would beat them by forty. Oh yeah, it would. Um, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. against that secondary, um, it'd be tough. College college football playoff. That's gonna that's gonna be interesting to see how it all what, shakes out. What's um, what's what's briefly talk rivalry week before we get to our final break? Because like, as great as the Kentucky Louisville experience was, it was just one of many bananas games on Saturday. Um, yeah, I can't imagine being home and having like, or being at a bar and having like six different games on as all that craziness was happening throughout the day. I mean, how great was it just to have Farmageddon on at the end of the night and they're playing in like six inches of snow? There's dudes I, juggling snowballs. In the, in I thought I was game. in some sort of fever dream when that was going on. <laughs> like again, I had fallen, like I'd taken a little nap uh, after getting home from the game. It had been a long day, and I'd, when I'd woken up and seen all the snow, I was just like, "What? Where? What year is this?" <laughs> Where are we? Where, what's going on here? That, and, that I lost money, and I lost money on that game. Thanks a lot. So that was happening. Florida, Florida State was down to the wire. Then Florida just smashes. The, the Florida State quarterback was scrambling for a first down. He slid five yards short of the sticks, and they just – two guys target him um, to keep the drive alive. And Florida State goes down, scores the dagger to put Florida away. Florida not going to a bowl game. Shane Beamer not going to a bowl game. That was – just mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, they only scored UK seven points. UK just beat South Carolina and Tennessee this year, Roush. You even give away the Missouri game being up in the fourth quarter. You did lose by 17. But, like, you just beat South Carolina and Tennessee this year, and the season's viewed so much differently. Well, and even just you had, beating you had both South those Carolina. Like, I mean, God, even eight and four. I, yeah, even 8-4 and four is, like, I, I think majority of the experts picked 8-4 and four on the season. Exactly. So, yeah, so we would, we would be pretty happy. 
And um, I, think, I think we got to keep that mindset in mind for like when we say Stoops going to be willing to make the changes necessary. UK football needs to be better. There's too much silly, sloppy stuff for year 10 or nine or whatever year it is of Mark Stoops um, for this season. And, and and the Vandy loss last year, the South Carolina loss this year, the guy, we, that, that's taking a step backwards and that stuff can't happen. But we're talking about like small little things in the grand scheme of things. And you fix those things back up, Roush, with the schedule next year – opportunity to get everybody back in uh, set a fever dream earlier, but back in a fever pitch of like, you know, let's have some fun with this thing. A win at Texas next year. Wouldn't that do something? A win at Ole Miss next year. Wouldn't that do something? So uh, the schedule sets up for it and Kentucky was close. I think they were close this year to having a year that I think a lot more people thought was going to happen, but that's football it's game of inches. Uh, you can play that card that, you know, you, you were potentially close to losing to U of L too. So uh, but you found a way to get that win because you always found a way to get that win. Let's take our last break. Come oh, back. Uh, briefly, the Alabama ending. Holy crap. Oh my gosh. The videos, <laughs> the videos of like Auburn fans, just the reactions to that, just the surreal feeling. Uh, that would be I mean, I'm shocked that Auburn was in that game to begin with, but sometimes rivalries are are weird and weird Yo. things happen. Scoot, sorry about your Hoosiers lost to Purdue. Ah, it's okay. It was expected. The old oaken buckets heading back to Lafayette. Oh, Boom! Man. I, you know what, though? Auburn, I, I can't feel sorry for them because they've had some crazy stuff happen in that stadium over the years. Like, karma, it's, it's got to even out eventually, right? Like that's, that stadium does seem home to really weird, weird final plays. And, hey, um, it, that's also – they did the Patino, no pressure on the inbounds pass. Like, hey, go, go make Jalen Milrow uncomfortable. Instead, he had all the time in the world, delivered an absolute dart into the end zone. That just watching the end of that game unfold in the press box, there was only like the Courier Journal staff and us left, like seven people, but that was chaos. Absolute chaos. We'll come back. One final segment. Fun weekend. This is a, a day we could do probably five hours of radio, but they don't pay us for that. So we'll come back and just do one more segment. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big oh, Exports Radio. No. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. But you know what? That Louisville game that made it pretty hilarious. Just, that, just, that brought the everything. Louisville game, funniest <laughs> moment of the year. <laughs> With Walker and Roush. <laughs> Losers. Losers. <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14, 50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday on, like I said, 96.1 on FM and 1450 on AM. Anywhere you get your podcast, I enjoy streaming live on the TuneIn Radio app. You can listen to all your favorite stations and even music and Christmas music season now. It's Thanksgiving's over, so you can go crazy on the Christmas decor and Christmas music as your heart desires. You can listen to that on the TuneIn Radio app and then a replay of Kentucky Roll Call, all those same places, 9 to 11. Tons of great local programming all day on the Big X, and after such a huge weekend, you're going to want to keep it locked in all day. Speaking of locked in, Roush, I, I think UofL is pretty much locked in to the Orange Bowl. Not if they lose to Florida State. 
But then Florida State would get in the college football playoff, and I think it's the next highest-ranked team gets the Orange Bowl from the ACC. Yeah, but like, is the playoff committee really going to put Florida State in without their quarterback? If Florida State's undefeated, there's a 0% chance they're left out of the playoff. They're not leaving an undefeated Florida State team. Should they be I, left out? Yeah, they probably would, should be. I want it so bad because I I take all those one loss teams over Florida State. They're a bunch of bums. A bunch Florida of bums. State Florida State would go independent the following day. They would leave the ACC and be like, however much money we owe, it, it we'll pay it over time. So we are happy. so done with your trash conference. It would be so funny if they didn't get in. Because they would blame the ACC, and it'd be funny if behind the scenes, if the ACC was like, if there's, I'm sure there's an ACC president on the college football playoff committee or somebody involved with the ACC, if they were just like, yeah, let's keep them out. They shouldn't be in. It is a pretty weak schedule this year. The conference was down. We're trying to improve it, but it was down this year. They don't belong. But there's no chance an undefeated Florida State wouldn't be in. You, you couldn't put a one-loss team above them. I, I mean, I, I, would put, I wish I would they would from an entertainment standpoint. Loser in there, which, uh, I mean, I think Ohio State and either Georgia or Alabama are better than them. Um, and I, that's, I, I prefer having the best teams in there. When it comes down to it, do I think Florida State, whoever's, no, like I don't, I don't think they'd win a game. But you're, you're right. If they're undefeated, they'll get in there. So. Yeah, you do make a good point. I'm. That's kind of wild to think. I think they're locked into the Orange Bowl. Yeah, yeah. like regardless yeah. of the ACC championship game. And I well, think they, Ohio- they, they lost their Super Bowl though, TJ. So they can go have fun. Uh, that was what the coaches, the UK coaches, were screaming: "Have fun in your championship game! Have fun in your championship game!" As they left the press box, it was, yeah. It was very yeah, I, I mean, I, I get being excited in the heat of the moment. I don't know how, how like sick of a burn that is. I think five straight maybe would have been better because it's good that UofL is going to a conference championship game. But I do think this hopefully will be a valuable lesson for UofL fans going forward about the similarities or, more importantly, the differences between UofL and UK's conferences. And it would be hilarious if UofL upsets Florida State, which I think that game is going to be close. Uh, Florida State's backup quarterback's good enough to to put up points against U of L, but I, I you know Brom's going to be ready for that game too, and I think it's going to be a close game. I, I I'd take U of L to cover, but Florida under. State. I take I take U of L to cover, but Florida State to win. Uh, but it will be hilarious if U of L wins the ACC for the first time in program history, and UK fans just get to sit back and be like, "Way to go, guys! Y'all did it! Woohoo! Congrats!" Little pat on the head for you. Rouse, be on your way now. Roush, you're not allowed to uh, make gambling picks anymore. You say take the under. You also said take the under for this Kentucky-Louisville game, and you said Louisville was going to win, so I can't trust you anymore. Um, I mean, I went 2-1 and one elsewhere, though, so those those worked out. Congrats. That's fine. Um, yeah, oh, shout-out to uh, hitting my season win total bet, too. Go Cats. There we go. That was that was a, that was a nice uh, cash that I did not anticipate to hit the account uh, this Sunday morning. But uh, I uh, I did want to bring up uh, Jeff Levy was named the head coach at Mississippi State. He's the run and shoot uh, guy who's Art Browse's son-in-law that um, I, I think most people have gotten over the, the Art Browse connection, but there's some that are still very mad about it. Um, the folks in Starkville don't care. They were very happy. They hired an offensive coordinator with uh, uh, a pension for putting up points. Um, they they were carrying 
their AD around on their shoulders at the tarmac at when Webby got brought in last night. It was, I've never seen anything like it. It was it, when you see Lane Kiffin doing his troll thing on Twitter, you're like, ah, oh, Lane, that's cute. You did it again. You got him. But carrying the new AD off on his shoulders at the tarmac after hiring a guy who's never been a head coach before, that was a wild, wild move in Starkville. Um, Gosh, and 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 you have Kelly time in this sport. And, like, again, and maybe it's understandable that U of L fans can't understand the SEC. Mississippi State fans just had, like, you remember that scene in Game of Thrones? The Misa, Misa, as they carry Khaleesi off as, like, she's the breaker of chains and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Mississippi State did that for a coordinator. <laughs> Please give us offense. Zachronet was terrible. We need offense so bad. This is such a silly sport, and we take it. I love the tweet that was making the rounds on Saturday. They're like, I'm in the basement having my 20th beer as my wife's upstairs crying, asking me to come to bed to watch Muppets Christmas because my favorite college 18 and 19-year-olds didn't score enough points today. It's a dumb sport, folks, but we have fun with it, and we're happy that – um, our our team in that dumb sport beats our least favorite team in that dumb sport for hey. the fifth straight time. And you, all fans, just remember you're lucky that COVID didn't make it a sixth straight time because it would have. You're very lucky. And you know what, Big Blue Nation? If you've ever wanted to be know what it feels like to be a part of big-time college football, Saturday's it. Saturday's it. You knock off a top-10 team in a rivalry game to take home your trophy, and then you're up. So all hours of the night, because you're, is your coach going to go somewhere else? Is he going to stay? There's boosters money. There's going back and forth. Like, that's what this sport is. It is stupid, and it is ridiculous, and you got to just embrace it and love every second of the insanity because um, you got a full dose of it. You got a full dose of it. I didn't get to uh, – t- you all briefly touched on basketball's big win when my computer was restarting. Uh, by the way, getting a new get a new Apple computer in a couple days, so we won't have to worry about this moving forward. It's one of the new brand new ones. It's got, like, a little thumb thing to do, like uh, – tracker thing at the top. Yeah. kind of kind of neat. I don't know. Mine was, like, over 10 years old or I think from 2012. So, there's going to be new technology for an old man, Roush. Was that a Black Friday find? It. Uh, this is, was a cyber Monday, an early cyber Monday deal. Okay, I got a, uh, I bought a per TV on Friday. Nice, Ooh, good for you, Scoots. Yeah. You go in store and get it. I ordered it online and then picked it up in the store. Yeah, but it was it was right. crazy. I instantly regretted doing that. Going out on Black Friday is such a nightmare. Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, driving home, it. driving. I mean, to and from the studio on Friday, Scoots was traffic was noticeable for it being the day after a holiday. Sure. Uh, but a couple of basketball, te- I, I do need to get a TV too. So let me know. And, and also one more thing on the computers. The wife said that like Apple doesn't really do deals, but they were doing like $200 cash back or $175 cash back sort of thing. And that that was the best it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but if anybody sees any other great deals, let, let, any Cyber Monday deals, why don't you share on the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter page or the Facebook page? Um, it, it may look like spam, so I'll have to double check it. But yeah, uh, my basketball takes were this team is really, really fun to watch. I think we got glimpses of it being really fun to watch since Global Jam. And you're just more and more you're going to see potential maximized players are going to get better. Chemistry is going to mesh. I do think that there are 
three chapters to this season and we're in chapter number one right right now roush and it's the no big chapter and then i think aaron bradshaw did a instagram live yesterday Mm -hmm. and said that it's about a week before he's going to be playing so you're not going to see him tomorrow in the miami game i don't think anybody was really i thought maybe they'd throw him out there but i I, even i didn't i don't think i thought that that he'd be playing then but that's going to be chapter number two is transitioning this team with the bigs returning. And that's not just Bradshaw, but eventually Big Z is probably going to be cleared. You're going to, you know, maybe by the end of December, January, still kind of the timetables thrown around for him. That could That's going to be Chapter 2. And then Roush, Chapter 3 is like, all right, everybody's meshed together. Let's let's see what uh, the team healthy looks like. Let's see what, like, you know, we it's, it, it's February now. How are you all playing? And so I'm enjoying Chapter 1. You got one more game of it, probably, uh, maybe one or two more games of it. It's a big game. It's a Miami game. It's a home game. And then and then you're going to see Bradshaw return, and we'll see what the team looks like then. Uh, but for what it right now, for what it is right now, they need like Cal knows it. That's why DJ Wagner's playing so much. I was really excited to see him have the big game that he had. Gotta push the pace with this team. They're not great defensively, and you just have some. Your bar is set to a level without a rim protector that it is just what it is. You're not going to be a great defensive team right now. The guards are maybe a little worse guarding the perimeter than I would have thought, but you notice every mistake they make because there's no big guy there to help swat anything away or kick anything out. So they're, they're it, you're noticing it every time they're getting beat, and it's happening a little bit more than I would have thought. But they're not bad, but they're also not great. So this team's going to give up some points, Roush. That's okay. Just go score more. Play faster because uh, they can put up some points. You can blink your eye. They can hit a three, steal the inbounds, and then boom, another three. That's six points. Next possession down, another three. Love the way they shoot it. They truly are, I think, one of the most dangerous perimeter teams in the country. And let's just enjoy the ride. I don't – I hope they don't lose tomorrow. I don't think it's an ideal matchup given UK's big situation right now. Just because Miami's really guard dominant too. They're guard dominant, good, you know, perimeter driven, shoot a lot of threes, try to get inside the paint. Very similar to Kentucky, except they have a physical imposing big. UK's got Trey Mitchell. But we weren't, Hunter Dickinson had an absolutely huge game against Kentucky, put up huge numbers. And we still felt like Kentucky should have won that game. So I don't think the big advantage should be all that big of an advantage. But I do think UK is going to have a really tough time stopping those guards. So we'll see, though. Uh, But regardless if they win or lose, I think UK UK fans, Roush, are collectively kind of in on this group. That, like, we're going to be patient with them. We're going to have some fun with them. All that to say, though, please let's have a big win tomorrow night. Please let's keep let's let the good times keep on rolling. Um, it's been a lot of fun as of late. Let's not halt it, um, especially because th- this game's at home, right? You know, a lot of the early non-conference games are neutral site. Giving some Rupp Arena fans something to cheer about uh, would do a lot of goodwill. So, yep, uh, yep. Is that a later seven tip-off? Not a seven thirty. The unique 7:30 time. I guess maybe they're going to do like college playoff or something. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it is. And I guess the nightcap will be on the Central Time Zone or something like that. Or hell, maybe they don't have a nightcap. But regardless, oh, I like that though. 7:30. 
right after yep. Well, TJ will be in attendance. Pumped about it. Okay, let's read some text just from our segment one texters. First, tell you about Shady Rays, best polarized sunglasses in all the land. Uh, it was it really was funny how many people were wearing Shady Rays on Saturday at Cardinals Stadium, Federal Credit Union, LNN. They they were everywhere, and that's because they're a Kentucky-based company. Started right here in Louisville, but they've gone worldwide, baby, because they are amazing. They look like designers, but you don't pay that price tag on them. Go to ShadyRays.com. Easy-to-use website. You'll see what we're talking about. They have shades for every occasion, and you'll save 40% with promo code BIGX. Perfect stocking stuffers. Moms or dads out there, get some Shady Rays for your kids. You can't go wrong. Perfect to just put in a stocking. Nobody says no to a nice pair of sunglasses. Kids, I don't stop giving dad a necktie. Shady Rays. Pa- parents love sunglasses too. Uh, if Lucy got me some Shady Rays, I'd be thrilled with that purchase. And you can save money, and you can always do the replacement pair promise, all that stuff on their website. Use promo code BIGX for 40% off. A texture says, any tips on budgeting? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, just try to get us off the rails. What a random-ass well, start to the fun- text line. Well, that was a fun toss-up. Got to keep this game scheduled. Rivalry games are wild. Look at Bama, Washington, Florida State. Any card fans that wouldn't take a 10-2 season's crazy. Fans have to be realistic. Stoops is in full recruiting cycle 10. Uh, Brom hasn't had one yet. One nerdy thing I'll point out, Cats had zero accepted penalties. I um, I appreciate that. I mean, I – I've always been one to like warn everybody this rivalry game's gonna go away. This rivalry game's gonna go away. I'm I think I'm gonna just join the chorus of like I don't care if you play eleven SEC games, play Louisville too. <laughs> like, <laughs> but we gotta keep doing this because it's a lot of fun. I know. Would it be so fun though if you're on the losing end of it? I, I but you do gotta keep it. Can and Kentucky be the one to not do it? And Kentucky needs to to not. So what? Schedule just gonna be a little tougher for the Cats. Um, so be it. South and Josh here walking out of that stadium Saturday in a sea of sad, angry UL fans who ran their mouth all year and hid behind a Mickey Mouse schedule. It was oh so sweet. Enjoy losing three straight to end this season, little brother. Oh boy. Uh, it was a good day on Saturday. When the rumors started, I told everyone I wish there was no way I I was with there was no way AM would hire Stoops, not the sexy name the fans would want. Turns out the ADs didn't want a sexy name. Fans revolted and they got another Stoops and said, LOL. Yeah, if I was an AM fan, I just I don't think I'd be thrilled with any of this. Just the whole the whole ordeal. Um I wouldn't be, you know, again, I like yeah. I said an hour one, I could understand why you wouldn't be thrilled with Stoops, but how could you be thrilled with Elko and and displeased with Stoops? It makes no sense. The the part um, the part of this that I, I would just be more upset. I mean, we have our gripes about Mitch Barnhart, but like, what an embarrassing process that was that A and M just went through. Like they have Dabo getting his name thrown around, Ryan, like all this stuff. That was just an embarrassing hiring process. Um, you you can't feel great about the decisions your ADs made after the way that that process unfolded. 
Seemed like a real Mickey Mouse operation, but the Cats still have their head coach. They still have the Governor's Cup trophy. We still have Little Howard, and we've got a lot more radio the rest of the week to talk about it. And we've got uh, about 12 months to brag about it because we'll be doing it for another year. Suck it, L fans. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. That was a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody. We'll get to the text line tomorrow. Big UK-Miami game. See you later.